Do you guys realize that porn is free? I felt great this morning when I woke up. Wow. I slept awesome last night. It was one of those nights where I guess just the temperature was just right in that butter zone. And I just, I didn't budge all night. Like, I didn't toss and turn. I didn't have to get up and make the, you know, 3 a.m. tinkle run or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, just, it was perfect. I slept great. So I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Isn't it free stuff? Craig is going to update his butt. Smooth easy 54901 <laughs> at gmail.com. No. We're playing media day this week. Yes, we are playing so, on Wednesday. We're so you. Hey, it's April thirtieth. It's right after the tournament. The course will be perfect. Mm. Perfect, I tell you. Lovely. April thirtieth will be warm. I got awesome goodie bag in there. Yes, you do. It's good. Yeah. Uh, don't forget. Uh, no, I just forgot it. So don't worry about it. Hey, we have Kern out here engineering. I'm fighting about of diverticulitis. Oh, that's always a hoot. I don't like it. Blues brothers, blue, blues brothers that go go. I have a mental disorder. Old school bitch. Abu Dabu. Well, howdy ho. Good morning. It is eight oh one. On Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, the ticket. It is Saturday, April 1st. Craig's favorite day of the year. There's no doubt. (laughs) April Fool's Day. So be on guard. Be careful. Don't get anybody in trouble. Might put a little scare in them a little bit, but just brace yourself. And if it's on a Saturday and it's around this time, you got the tee box. For the last 29 years, I'm Rick Arnett. That's Craig Rosengarten. We're with Avid Golfer Magazine. The new issue will be out soon. Hall of Famer will be on the cover. About that. And this show, proudly sponsored by your PGA Tour Superstores. Four locations in the Metroplex. And they got one week left where you get 20 bucks off your first 100. One week. Yep. So just mention T-Box. And we're giving you $20 just by mentioning our show. Yeah, come on now. I'm not do that. I did it last week after the show. Did you? Yeah, I did. I have no doubt. Uh, you can go to Golf Moose, get Squaw Creek. Doing really well. Um, a lot of people don't know that course out in uh, Willow Park. I don't because I always thought it was private strictly for General Dynamics employees. Used to be. Yeah. Yeah, General and Dynamics. So when, and I started the comp- when I started the magazine 25 years ago, that's what it was. So I've left it off my radar. Played it. Loved it. You're going to take me out there soon. Yes, I am. Uh, Oak Hollow over in Richardson is on there, and Crush It uh, Indoor Golf. So check that out at golfmoose.com. I think we got a biggie coming up fairly soon. So really? Be on the lookout for that. We have uh, Kern out of here engineering. Good morning. Good morning. To you, my good friend. Have it's a good, good week? to see you. Yeah, it's been a great week. Nice. Yeah. Went to Rangers opening day. It was a good week. How was that? It was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long. Yeah, long yes, for a it was supposedly long. a short. Just think, if it didn't have the new pitching rules and the batting rules, You'd we got to get seconds. Yeah. yeah, I'd still be there probably. They cut off about thirty minutes a a game. Pretty good. That's awesome. And that's a that's a sport that needed desperately needed. Oh my it. god, oh my god, that needed. Yeah. And then the other bit is they made the bases bigger. For yeah, what was that point? Uh 
That's a really good question. I don't know. I know it uh, changed it about six, eight inches if you take them both, you know, first, second, third. Um, I'm not sure. Be easier to steal, I guess. But I do know this. The pitcher only has two chances to throw to first. So on the third one, you're off to the races. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you throw on the third time, it's a balk. Hmm. So they've already had, I think, the first opening day, they had like, I don't know, 30 stolen bases versus six the previous year. Really? Yeah. I'll be done. Kind of interesting. Good for them. And we'll be talking about change in, in our sport, but it's good to see baseball finally waking up because, boy, do they need it. In this world of uh, ADD and everything, and you need everything going at once. and Everything quick. Baseball isn't that. But they're trying. Uh, back at the station, we have Kevin Landrum. How are you, Kev? Hey, hey. fantastic. Uh, life? Vac- vacation from work started uh, last night, so I am happy. For how long? Uh, all week, next week. Nice. Do any fill-in work? I uh, will be on the board for the April Fool's Open. Ah, uh, yes. We will be on hole five. Yes, we will. The par five at Prairie Lakes. Craig and I will be commentating on that hole so that should be fun you want me to have the curb your enthusiasm theme ready absolutely okay yeah hell yeah and uh, a little bit of caddyshack you should mix that up we should get a little caddyshack when we're and a little augustan music are we allowed to play augustan music it's a good question i don't know if it's copyrighted or not play it play coming out see if we get in trouble why and, not? And it's either going to be it's. Let's, let's test our limits today. It's scheduled. What are the seven words? Can't say them. All right. <laughs> By the way, I'm still eat break free. It is April first, and I'm eat break free. Take that. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. It's um, a new record for you. Yeah, it is. It's it's awesome. Still record. going, baby. One show is awesome. Hey. It's good stuff. Hey. And doing tickers twice an hour is Deddy Jacob Dedimore. Good morning to you. Good morning, fellas. Craig, don't uh, don't jinx yourself there, buddy, on those uh, breaks. You know, you never know what could happen on any given week. By the way, one slight correction on the throwing over rule now. You can mm-hmm. throw over a third time as long as you pick him off. If you don't, then it is a balk. Ooh. Good one. So why did they uh, enlarge the bases? anybody figure that out yet? I think part of it was safety. They wanted safety. A, a bigger landing landing space for the runners to try and cut down a little bit on injuries that do happen sometimes. They just bases. put a pillow out there. They yeah. did it as part of a flurry of changes by Major League Baseball designed to put more action and athleticism back in the game and make it appealing to a younger generation of potential fans. Why don't you just make home plate bigger then? And they're doing it to promote Player safety with the happy side effect of creating more offense. Player safety. That I don't get. Unless they make it softer. And, I don't know. They're like, putting like pillows a, there, like bud. Perfect pillows. Yeah, I like the pillow action. Yeah. All right, let's get the show on the road because we have a lot to get to today. We have Masters next week. We have guys trying. Oh, they're trying so hard to win this week at Valero to try and get in. Because this is the last chance to J.J. Spawn did it last year. He did. And uh, and there's a women's uh, amateur going on at Augusta right now. They have the final round today at Augusta. That's they, actually really cool that they do that. I'm but happy I'm sad it. that they don't do. They should shouldn't they also do a men's amateur? Well, they they don't. They kind of do because the British 
amateur and the USAM. Well, get the in. winners do, but yeah. there's you know eighty women, girls actually, who do this. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, they're trying. They're yeah, no. they're definitely progressing over back in the day when nothing was progressing. So I found this. I'm talking to Mark Harrison, mm-hmm. who's the head of the Nortex PGA, and we we had a in the junior golf world we had a slight issue with a transgender. Um, somebody transition a girl transition. transitioning, and so Mark is a little bit more detailed than I am. I call an attorney and say I need a policy. Right. Mark did his own work, mm-hmm. and he's benchmarking against every other. You know, he's calling the USGA, see what their policy is. The the PGA Tour, see what their policy is. Looks up Augusta National. You know what their policy is? They ain't got one. I'm thinking that they just they're just going to decide and whatever they decide they're going to go with and if you want to try to sue them good luck. Interesting. I think the, the easiest thing to do with winners on birth certificate. That's what the Texas Junior Golf Tour is. Well, you just got to put a line of sand somewhere. It's not going to appease everybody, but it, at least it's consistent. Great. All right, having said that, <laughs> let's get this show on the road. Uh up next. So the match play, the last match play that we know of. Yeah, on a regular tour event was last week. Uh, part of that intrigue was Rory driving the par four eighteenth, and uh, a lot of consternation over that. Did it say seventeenth or the eighteenth? Eighteenth was it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So let's get into that because Rory has some comments of his own on ball rollback and so forth. Our good friends over United Clubs, formerly known as Club Corp, are going to be busy. What did you just say? Our, our guys at what clubs? Invited Clubs. Oh, I thought you said United. Did he? I did. It sounded like United. Yeah. I thought I said Invited. Yeah. I Mine. saw all the executives yesterday. They were all having an incredible... Here's the thing. When David Pillsbury took over that club and Chuck Federson became the executive vice president of golf... They upgraded their food all mm. over the place. You should have seen, there were about eight of them at this table. Yeah. You should have seen the spread of food oh, they had. There's no doubt. I mean, that's that was top-level restaurant stuff. That's when the chef gets a little nervous. I bet. Yeah. I bet. So check that out because they're going to host the, uh, the celebrity tournament uh, later this month. And then next month, they'll have the 18T Byron Nelson up at Craig Ranch. Plus, they have other great clubs in the Metroplex, too. Okay, 8.30, we do some leaderboards. we got a couple of them. One's kind of important only because if you win, you get in, this is your last chance to get into the Masters. At 8.50, we'll do a Masters preview, little, some nuggets. One guy withdrew. thought it was kind of interesting. And uh, we'll talk a little about that length and par, uh, par 5, 13th, what they did to that. And some interesting comments from Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player regarding that tournament. Uh, 9.10. Craig says he has a travel story. Something happened to me that's never happened. I've, I mean, I've done almost almost 2 million miles in my life on wow. airplanes. I'm almost at the 2 million mile mark. Hey now. And something happened to me for my first time ever Uh-oh. flying. Uh-oh. All right. Juicy. Well, you're still here, so that's good. Yes, I am. At 930, we'll make our picks for the Masters. But first, so last week. Oh, wait. We're going to make our picks for the the April Fool's Open also, oh, more yeah. importantly. Oh, yeah. 
Got to figure right. out how to handicap that. That's a tough one. I have a lock pick. If you can find a bookie that's putting odds on the April Fool's Open, I have a lock, a stone-cold lock pick. Or else what? There's no or else. Make oh. your money. It's not a lock then. Guaranteed win or you don't have to listen to us next week. <laughs> Perfect. What a great promo. All right. But first, last week, uh, match play was the last one held down at Austin Country Club. Dell was their sponsor. Mm -hmm. They're moving it to Houston. Uh, It will not be match play. It'll be a new title sponsor. And I think I'm going to miss it. Um, I don't like the format it's in, per se. Mm -hmm. I get it from TV uh, interest. For TV purposes, because, yes, you and I were big fans when it was one and done. Yes. Got that Wednesday round when people are just dropping like flies. That was must-watch TV. Yeah. And I, I don't even think that they could have done a consolation round, too, so you could come back on the bottom end mm-hmm. and, um, and and get into it again. But, but yes, that, that one and done or even two and done was good. I like the match play just because Austin Country Club, I have not played it, but from seeing it for a number of years, it's got some quirky holes, which is perfect for match play. And I... I, I said this to you this week. We, we talked Monday, and and I said, you know, it it used to be on a, a pretty high up on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. It seemed really tricked up this year, really did. And I'm not saying it wasn't great for match of the play. Pods and, oh, you're talking about the course. The course, oh, yeah. Okay. It seemed really, really tricked up to me. Um, In what way? I mean, you had to hit a certain spot, and it would roll 130 yards, and yes. you had to hit it somewhere where you didn't even – like that – what like was that one hole where you, they didn't even know if they, it was a good tee shot or not? Right. It, those aren't the kind of – that's – when you look at traditional golf courses that we were really looking forward to play, you don't have that. And so I love I, – I, I don't know what changed this year because – and when you drive over the bridge where you can see the right. the holes in the water, you just go, wow, Colorado, what yeah. is that thing? Yep. That's cool. I want to play it. Um, but I kind of lost my passion to play this one this year. Hmm. I think I'd still like to do it. Still rated one of the best well, courses. Well, they invite me. I'm not yeah. going to turn it down. but Might have it in. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, You know, the, that round robin, again, I get it from the TV standpoint. Uh, because you don't want your stars bowing out in the first round and you're left with whatever. Listen to uh, No Laying Up. It's a, it's a good podcast. Don't listen to it while we're on the air. But right. other than that, they're good. And one of the guys brought up an interesting point that maybe what you do to save it, put it in a different venue or whatever, is you make a, uh, a practice round on Thursday. You do like a skills challenge on Friday. I don't know how this would work, really, but then you take the top 16 players, and then you have match play on the weekend. So I don't know why you could save one round, even if you did it the way the big amateurs do it. You play 36 holes, mm-hmm. top 16 advance. Yeah, and you, and you get to see all the stars. And it's seated based on, it's seated based on how they play. So if you want to be the number one seed, right. Win the win the win the stroke play, and and you could also think about the end, the drama at the end for trying to get in sixteenth, because it doesn't really matter. Once you're in, you're in. Yes, right. And and so whether you're sixteenth or or eighth, but that that last that last round at the end 
And when you're sitting there and waiting, and guys are going to be sitting in the clubhouse waiting to see, you're gonna you might have a, a six for one playoff. You never, you know, it could be. That's what happens in the amateurs, and that would be really cool. You you eliminate one round, mm-hmm. so you don't have to play 36 one of the days on the weekend. Right, it's a grind. Yeah, I I think that would be why. Well, Sam Burns played 119 holes. Yeah, well, I I would save him 18 18 yeah. holes. Yeah, it's it's a grind. It was fun. Everybody was hoping for a Rory versus a Scotty Scheffler final, and I really thought it was going to be that till the very end. It was really funny because I left after they were on the ninth and tenth mm-hmm. hole on the on uh, Sunday morning, and both Rory and Scotty were winning, and so I I went and played golf, and somewhere a couple hours in, I start looking at the scorecard card, and I see. Scotty and Rory playing each other. You're going, yes. I just assumed it was for the championship. And then all of a sudden we came in. Right when we came in, Sam Burns had won. Mm-hmm. Six and five. Right, yeah. And was like, he, he won an hour before the broadcast what ended. What just happened? Yeah. And it's like we had no idea. We had just assumed. And this is where I liken it to the to the live. So with Scott so Scotty and Rory got to play together in the consolation match. Didn't care. So they were kind of playing for something, but not really. Well, they're playing for third place. Yeah, Nobody cares. And, and, and no. And so that's why I thought. Especially which is Scotty and Rory. Yes, those guys don't need the money. I mean, Sam Burns and Cam Young, if they're playing for third place, Cam Young's probably want some third place money. Sure. Scotty and Rory don't care. They would have, if they could have and they wouldn't have gotten fined or whatever, I bet they would have said, hey, want to split it? Just go home. Yeah, I think Arnie and somebody else did that way back in the day. They just said, it'll make it good, good. All right, so... So Rory hits it. So on Saturday was the big news. Right. Rory's on 18, and he uh, he decides to... Well, he goes for it. It's it's a it's kind Playing of a one of our favorite guys, Denny McCarthy. Yes. Who's known for being a great putter. And he hits this drive that was so nutted. 188 ball speed, and the... Track man, shot tracer, just dead straight. Mm-hmm. And he carries the green, a 349-yard carry, and it rolls up within uh, less than three feet. And this was on, I mean, I can't tell you how many times that, that video was rewatched. Mm. It was ridiculous. It was just so, I don't know, it was exciting. It was like, I don't have that in my bag. I can, uh, I can uh, appreciate what somebody else can do. That I can't do, and poor Danny McCarthy, you know, after he tried to see, see how hard he swung, and he was only what thirty, forty yards off. Right for him, that was that's a, where most I mean, of the guys ended right. up. He near, was a little near right the sand, but, near the trap. But he's looking at it, he's one down going in that hole, and, and Rory just puts it to it, I think it was two and a half feet. And Rory didn't even know if it was on the green. He says because you couldn't see it. He goes and and Smiley Coffin was was uh, walking with him, the commentator. And he goes, Rory, you just drove the green. He goes, no way. And it was the only time it was done all week. It's only the second time that's been done. Uh, Robert McIntyre did it a couple of years ago. Uh, I forgot about that until I mm-hmm. saw it on Twitter. And it was awesome. Okay. So, the USGA, the RNA, all want to scale back the ball. So that doesn't happen anymore. But that was the number one highlight on SportsCenter. It was played... A gazillion times. I'd seen it 50 times, even when I didn't see it live. And you want to scale back the ball? What 
what's the – I don't get it. I don't either for because it's only affecting 2%, 3% of the even the tour players, right? right? But Rory said this. Um, I'm glad the new um, – I'm glad – in this new proposal, they haven't touched the recreational golfer, but for elite uh, level play, I really like it. I really do. I know there's a really unpopular opinion amongst my peers, but I think it's going to help identify who the best players are a bit easier. Um, I think you're going to see people with more well-rounded games succeed easier than what the game has become, which is more a uh, bit of bomb and gouge. Selfishly, I think it helps me. I think it. this is only going to help me play better you know it might help the longer player too in some ways but i think it's going to help the overall professional game in fact he said tell me what you think about this he said if the majors all collectively decided to have play a rollback ball i would play that on the pga tour no he wouldn't he said he would absolutely not he He says i'm all about majors at this point i just want to win majors so if i have to understand and know how that ball's characteristics are i would play it in a pga no way no way well that's what he said i mean they're not doing it till 2026 Mm -hmm. i'm not going to worry about it until then because i just don't i i just don't see the value for as a spectator sport here's the only downside and i see this all the time on uh, on public courses on private courses Mm -hmm. is the amateur golfer has way too much ego in their game and they're Right, more or less playing tees way too far back. Yeah. Um, so they say, I want to play the ball that the pros play. Well, you might be playing their ball, but you're not playing the ball the way they do. So, you know, you, what you should be doing is playing the course how they would, meaning you should roughly have the same shot with whatever club going into a green as the pros do. And you should adjust your tee shot to that. You know the old. I've said it a million times. Take your average five iron, multiply by thirty six, and that's your. That should be your T length, your maximum T length. And if they did that, uh, but but when the amateurs say, "I want to play everything the same way as as the pros," you're not playing their equipment. Trust me. Right. Trust me. And the ball, I don't think matters that much for I got the a, amateur. I got it. I showed you the tour issued putter. Yeah. Uh, the uh, tour uh, tour van. I've got a, a Callaway putter, Odyssey, whatever. And it's got this shaft in it, and this shaft is hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And you're gonna have to tell me how it works. There's no way you and I would see a difference. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, you got to be again. You your game has to be so spot on, or you just have to think it's gonna work. And I don't think the like how many times you've seen a pro using an old putter. Mm-hmm. I think if your your putter's hot and you're, I I don't think technology in the putter. In the putting world, is that vital if you're a good putter? Like Mickelson used that one putter forever. I don't know if he yep. still uses it, but I, I've heard of guys use the one they fish it out of their garage. They've won a tournament with it. Yeah, oh, I remember this putter. Yep. I used to putt well with this. So it's between the ears anyway. It doesn't really matter. But anyway, yeah, when you start puring golf uh, putting shafts, it's that's when I start I start scratching <laughs> my head. All right, eight thirty one on the ticket. That was brought to you by the greatness of Arcus Golf. Our buddies over there, they're starting their L's for Autism Roundup campaign for the month of April. This is their fifth year. So when you play any one of their clubs, uh, members, guests, anybody, they're buying uh, golf rounds, merchandise, food, or whatever. If you round up the 
your bill to the nearest dollar. All that goes to the support of autism awareness. So it's pretty uh, good. Yeah. It's a really good idea for uh, Arcus, so good for them. And good for them for partner, partnering with Ernie Els. Absolutely. Right. All right, up next, we got a leaderboard. And one lady, one young gal, I guess, whatever you want to say, is just killing it at Augusta. Talk about that next on the little ticket. You can always tweet us at Arnett Rick or at AvidGolfer98. Questions, comments, criticisms, we take them all. We got thick skin, <laughs> mostly. Uh, this is brought to you by your Texas Junior Golf Tour. City of Arlington Golf Courses in Ewing, Buick, GMC, and Subaru. 850 will have a big uh, Masters preview. God, I can't wait. I am so excited. Every year I'm excited. And then don't forget our April 30th uh golf tournament at rangers texas rangers golf club go to myavagolf.com to sign up it is filling up fast so we have a tournament in texas craig the valero texas open tpc san antonio not an easy course have you played it i have it's difficult reminds me of austin country club there's certain just holes that you have shots that well, when it's just, windy, it's really yeah, tough. Yeah. Patrick Rogers is your current leader. If he wins, he gets into the Masters. He needs to. He's at 11 under. He's three ahead of Corey Connors, who I watched yesterday or maybe Thursday. Three putted from, I don't know, two and a half feet, three feet. Feels pain. I know. His uh, ball striking is off the charts, but it shows you there's a very few, uh, very few golfers that can put together everything. Driving, irons chipping, putting, and they always give you something, but they take something away. Uh, Roberto Diaz is in third. Uh, Michael Thompson, Brendan Todd are in fourth at seven under, along with Harry Higgs. be fun to see him win and get into the uh, Masters. He's a good egg. So I love watching. If you look at the new PGATour.com website, mm-hmm. they have their rounds, and they, you have your total, and your round-by-round, round, whatever, and your projection of your of your FedEx cups Mm -hmm. and where you started, but all the way on the end, you have odds to win. Right. And I always like to see, okay, so Patrick Rogers is favored and he's plus 250. See, I think that's low. And by the way, he birdied five out of his last six holes yesterday. He played, he played like 23 holes. And and Corey Connors is plus 450, but I like to go look down the leaderboard to see who they think. And, you know, so, you know, Roberto Diaz, who's tied for second, he's at plus 2,200. Right. Yeah. So they don't think he's got a chance at all. Michael Thompson's plus 2,500. Brandon Todd tied for fourth. He's plus 1,000. Mm-hmm. And all the way down tied for seventh, you got Matt Kuchar at plus 1,400. So they actually think a guy who hasn't done very much at all in the last two years, he... They believe that the, the money's on him. He has to win to get into the Masters as well, along with Ricky Fowler, who is tied for 49th right now. He's only What's his ads at? Well, he's plus what right he's now? He's got to be plus. Because Dylan Wu, if you know who Dylan Wu is, mm-hmm. he and Jimmy Walker, Jimmy Walker, who's tied for 15th. Past champion. Is plus 50,000. 
Give me a dollar on Jimmy Walker right now. Call my bookie and put a dollar on him. I'm surprised uh, Hideki Matsuyama is playing this week. He withdrew last week at the uh, the match play. Said his neck was bothering him again. I'm not sure why he's playing because this course, unlike the one down in Houston, that would that would mimic the Augusta uh, conditions. Right. Nothing like it. And so I'm I'm surprised he didn't give himself a, a another week off. But he's a he's a two under par. Again, a lot a lot not a lot of names in this tournament at all. Uh, defending champion Chin, J.J. Spawny, he's one under. Jason Duffner, he'll make another cut. But it is a light, light field. Um, Cole Hammer, the University of Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's at even par. Looks like the projected line is even. They've still got people on the course. Pearson Cootie just birdied his last two holes. He's still on the course, but he he put it. He got the even. Yeah, he's on going to 16. By the way, two more guys get the even, and the cut line changes. Yeah, I mean, or get to one under. I so mean. I always wonder, guy like JJ Spawn. So he wins last year. Gets that's his. I mean, a last second invite into the Masters. Mm-hmm. How much do they have to scramble to find housing, or do they always leave one kind of open for a guy just in case? I bet he's he uh, bunked up. No, what's the thing upstairs? It's they let some of the amateurs stay. Crow's nest. Yeah, I bet he stays there and the. Bungalows or whatever. I, I'm going to say no, but um, yeah. But the, you just made a million eight, right? So I'm thinking that he's okay spending a couple grand to find a good place to live. I think he was fine. Yeah. So Rosang, she's from Stanford. She's a sophomore. She's the number one ranked amateur in the world. Didn't start at Stanford either. Mm-hmm. I think he went. She went to a community college or something. She uh, used to play on our uh, our Rocky Mountain tour. Mm-hmm. She is leading one round. She won tournament, won it, moved on. Moved on. Augusta National Women's Amateur. They played the first two rounds at Champions Retreat, and today, well, yesterday, everybody got to play Augusta National, and then uh, even if you didn't make the cut, and then only the the players that made the cut are playing today. She's got a six shot lead. Six shots. She is just killing it. Sixty six, sixty five. She's yep. made one bogey. They're all amateurs. Okay. So, does that tell a story about the world of golf? Meaning? We did the PGA Tour Mm -hmm. leaderboard. Mm -hmm. And then Uh, we did the women's amateur event. Right. And I bet you are about to go into a live spot right now. (laughs) Not yet. And there's a live golf tour event going on right now. And you were about to bypass the thing. Kind of was. Kind of was. And so, I, how about that? What does that say about about live golf right now? I, oh. Look, I don't have it. And uh, Sebastian Munoz is leading. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Sebastian Munoz. Lives here. He went to North Texas. Good egg. Has kept his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Just took the money and smiles. And I'm all good with him. Um, but... <laughs> Just goes to show you right now, buddy. No, you I, weren't about to say a word about it. I am guilty as charged. Now, one one item that raises my brow in a good way: Brooks Kepka is third at six under. Actually, I like the way uh, I like the way um, uh, Dustin Johnson's playing too. Mm-hmm. So both of those guys are getting ready for the Masters. Brooks Kepka was always known he likes to play. 
the week before a major. Mm-hmm. So, and he's showing that he's got something right now. I was looking where Cam Smith is. 19th. Two under. It's after one round. He's seven back. I mean, to tease the 930 segment, mm-hmm. um, you going to pick any of these guys for the Masters as even as a dark horse? I'm going to uh, bring that up at night. Are you going to consider any of them? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's your leaderboards. I'll, I'll probably watch a little bit of the women's. I'll, so somebody. <laughs> somebody another. T- there it is. Yeah, another so, side. Well, because I want to see. They're God. playing from 6,300 yards. They're playing from the members tees. Okay. And there were a couple of golf writers that said she's good enough with her short game and everything, there would be a chance, even hitting, hitting from the pro tees, that she could fight for the cut at Augusta with the men. I'm not so sure about that. I don't know. So She's it, awfully good. If you are I am. John Drago, mm-hmm. and you know that during the AT&T Byron Nelson, you have a live golf event up in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Same week. Has your fear or angst of that event start to wane a hundred percent at this point? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's brought by the greatness of Pure Swing Golf and Park Place Lexus. They have the all-new 2023 Lexus RX, completely redesigned. You can see it at Lexus Plano Park Place Lexus in. Great find. So tell me, the RX is a what? Is it a little SUV? Okay. Little crossover. There you go. Very popular car. All right. Up next, we got big Masters previews. Something that was said way back in 1932 that is apropos today. Huh. And some interesting comments by Jack Nicholas and Gary Player about the Masters. <laughs> United Ag and Turf and your Mercedes-Benz Plano dealership bring you this segment. Next segment, we'll give you an update on the Masters weather. Looks a little dicey. Uh-oh. Next week. And Craig has a travel story to impart upon First us. time something's ever happened to me. Almost nope. two million miles. How about that? So it's your golf buddies, Rick and Craig, Kern, Kevin, and Deddy. And uh, let's get into a Masters preview. So this will be only the third Masters Sunday on Easter since 97. I thought it had been more than that. Yeah. So ratings will be a little interesting. We'll probably go down a little bit. I never understand it because the it's Masters Sunday back nine. That's Okay, I'm going to give you a couple scenarios. You tell me which way the ratings go. Mm-hmm. Scotty and Rory in the final group. Hi. Higher or lower? Scotty and Dustin Johnson in final group. Who? Maybe. Uh, Rory. Rory's trying to win the Grand Slam. I okay. still think it's going to be Rory. Rory and Cam Smith final group. No. Rory and Brooks Kepka. Yeah. That'd be big. Jordan Spieth. Patrick Reed, final group. Huge. Yeah. A lot of scenarios. Okay. Corey Connors and J.J. Spahn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I don't believe 
there's going to be any tricked-up pairing. I wonder if they're just going to pair live players together. There's 18 of them this year that still qualify to be in the Masters. Right. So, I wonder. Wonder, too. I don't uh, think won't matter will. after the second round. No. But, um, I just can't see it. You know, I, I, I wonder about those guys. You know, you talk about they don't really play for anything. Um, I think that I do. I, I mean, look, even when I was playing recreational basketball, my Wednesday night over 30 league, I was still geared up to win that thing mm-hmm. no matter what. I remember. And I still think they're geared up to win. The question is the subconsciousness, how much hard, how hard are they working right. when you already have your money? And we always worry about that in, in contract, big contracts are signed by, uh, in other sports by, by athletes too. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you wonder. So, and I wonder how they, I mean, they're probably playing for majors more so than even the Rory's and the Scotties are right now, right? Because, you know, this is more exhibition. All right, Masters is next week. What's Dustin Johnson doing to gear up? What's Chase, uh, Brooks Kepka doing to gear up? What's Nice to know. see Brooks playing well this week. Yes. Because he matters. I mean, he's enough of a villain that you yeah. kind of want to see him do well. Um, we'll talk he about was, I didn't like him, but he was one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. I I always liked watching him. I just thought, you know, he was just like that matter of fact. You know, what he reminds me of a little bit in his matter of fact. Whatever, he reminds me a little bit. Even the way he's built and everything else reminds me of Troy Aikman. I always loved Troy Aikman as a quarterback. He wasn't. I mean, there, he wasn't like I just finished watching the Winning Time by with uh, about the Lakers on yeah. HBO, and the most likable human being on earth was Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Neither of those guys are that. But I was a huge fan of Troy Aikman. Look, he wasn't engaging that much. Well, he didn't engage when he was playing, right? Because but once he got done, yeah, yeah. Once he got done, he was a you know kinder general Mm -hmm. guy. But sure, and I I kept his the same way to me. It's like for whatever reason, I like that guy. He's just like a real athlete in golf, and um, you know, he's not very nice to anybody. (laughs) But but. Yeah, so and and look, he was obviously hurt, and it took a while for those knees to get better or whatever was wrong with him. So. Well, it's a finely tuned machine. We know that if, if you change your golf grip just a smidge, maybe nobody else can notices it. You do, and, or your stance or whatever. It can change everything. And mm-hmm. so when you're trying to compensate for a shoulder or a knee or a hip or mm-hmm. it's and especially at that level, you can't fake it at that level. Mm-mm. That's the tough part. So a little back history. So as we talk about rolling back the golf ball, or we won't, or maybe they can do something with the equipment, or they won't. Way back when, when Alistair McKenzie designed this golf course with Bobby Jones, he said at that time, in 1932, I don't want the golf ball to go much farther than it already is, because it's going to go farther every year. People are going to get bigger, stronger. This is back in 32, mm-hmm. and he was worried about the course getting annihilated because the way they set it up was for current conditions back then, not to where it is now. Yeah. Now he didn't know anything about it. I mean, he didn't know about advanced agronomy or how you can trick up stuff. There's no way they mowed the greens as, as tight as they did today. Mm-hmm. So there's some defense there. I, but here's the other side. They've, they've lengthened that course. 1932. How long was that course? Yeah, I bet it was sixty three hundred mm-hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. Now it's seventy six hundred yards. Yep. So it's changed. I, I'm really sad, really, really sad that they've uh, added what fifty yards to the number 35. 13? 35 yards, number thirteen. 
None just of, enough that maybe guys us, aren't going to go for none it. None of us want to see people lay up on that hole. We don't want to see them lay up on 15. I, I, those, that's the fun part about that back nine on that golf course. It, it, it's, I'm sad about that. I'm really sad about that. Well, you know, the Masters and, you know, Augusta members, they have all the money in the world, so they can do all this data. They can figure things out, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. Um, but I'm with you. At some point, you still got to make a golf shot. Mm-hmm. You still got to be able to hold the green. You still got to be able mm-hmm. to make the putt. You don't roll it back into the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that is. And they, again, they raised the tee boxes uh, eight yards, thirty-two feet. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Uh, one player already is withdrawn. Aaron Wise, past PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, who won the uh, Nelson mm-hmm. at Trinity Forest. He is citing mental issues and is taking this off. Betting it has to be pretty significant. Sure, take off the Masters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll be shown everywhere. Mm-hmm. ESPN, ESPN Plus. Uh, I think this year, if you go to the Masters app, you'll be able to see every shot anywhere you want. So here's, I always wonder about this, Rick. When is the Masters, and what would change if they just said? After the Masters, sometime in May, mm-hmm. we're putting up an online store. They'd kill it. Wouldn't they? Sure they would. I wonder why they don't do it. Because they want to be exclusive. And what's interesting is only the people that go there can get stuff, I think. Right. Right, unless you unless it's third party. Mm-hmm. They sell it on eBay or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I haven't checked to see how much that's done because you always worry about Augusta finding stuff out and then you know then if you have a uh, they well, take away your badge. i don't think they care about a shirt i, I guess not but yeah. I'm, i never know with them yeah. right um is it worth the gamble anyway uh yeah they sell buku and i'd love to know the numbers love to know the numbers because i've seen the times we've gone i've been in behind uh customers that have five figures i saw you'll laugh at this i saw a five-star michelin shaft or three whatever the stars is a michelin i'm not a i'm not a foodie but who was saying how he said that you cannot make the pimento cheese sandwich any better than what they make it at Augusta. It's the perfect recipe. It's one of the few things I'm not a big fan of. I'll eat one just out of tradition, but I'm not getting enough. God, I, I will just tell you, not my if favorite. you ever go, if you haven't gone and you go, you have to eat one. I don't like. The only cheese I like is if it's melted. Uh-huh. I can't eat cheese when it's not melted. Right. But I, it's something about the bread on that thing. I don't know what it is. It's the damn best damn sandwich I've ever had. I, I took my dad there tw- almost 20 years ago. I bet we ate we each ate 10 of them. And I don't like cheese mm-hmm. unless it's melted. <laughs> it's like there was something about them. It's like you got to eat them. It's in that green little cellophane. Right. And the the bread is like mush. It's like it costs awesome, nothing. man. Yeah. So, here, so here's what I found interesting. Gary Player was, man, he was on fire this week about Augusta. He was mad because, as a three-time past champion, if he wants to take somebody besides himself, like his grandkids, to go play, mm-hmm. he says, excuse me, he has to beg a member to play with him. If he plays by himself, he can get on there anytime as a past champion. And he says it just drives him crazy because that never happens at the British Open or the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. I can get on there whenever I want, take whoever I want. So he goes, and then he said, I'm ranking the Masters fourth of the majors because it's been around the least now they started in 34 
they're the, they're the youngest of all the majors. Mm-hmm. They took over from the Western Open, if anybody remembers that. I'm not sure that should matter. Mm-mm. Time, it's Mm-mm. tradition, and things change over time. Mm-hmm. Things evolve, and the Masters puts on by far the best presentation. It's not even close. I mean, yeah, the British Open, what I think hurt them over the years, especially being in the States, is before technology got better, it was tough to find to see the golf ball on the TV. Mm-hmm. It had that skip on it and everything, mm-hmm. and it's different time zones. But, yeah, he ranked it, he ranked it the least uh, of the four majors. And uh, because he says the others are steeped in history and tradition and they still have to catch up. Nothing comes to the top without time. Now, Jack Nicholas also shared a similar sentiment for a different reason. I have the U.S. Open as the number one tournament. Keep that in mind. For the rest of the world, the British Open is probably number one. The Masters falls fourth because it's not meant to be ahead of the others. Because you can't put a tournament ahead of a championship. Huh? So the fact that the it's a Masters tournament, he says that's... That, so I'm like, what are you guys doing? Give me a break. Now, my question would be this. What would happen if the Masters was third in the rotation, meaning schedule-wise? Here's the thing about the Masters, Rick. It's the only major, the only major, where it's the same golf course. Absolutely, same venue. And so, familiarity. Everything. It's the familiar. It's the the fact that we all know it well, mm-hmm. and we see it on the golf, see it on TV, and we all know that course. We all know that back nine. Us golf nuts know the whole eighteen holes. Absolutely, now we do. But the but the but the the rest of the world knows that back nine. But it's better everything. than anything. Even if you take, I'll even give you Pebble Beach. Whenever mm-hmm. they have a U.S. Open, you know seventeen and eighteen. Yep. And you know eight and seven. Mm-hmm. But does anybody really know thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen of that golf Not course? Not unless you're a golf nerd. Yes, this course is so iconic. It's so iconic that it, it means more to all the rest of the world than you can imagine. So here, here's begs the question. Let's say. The Open Championship was played at the um, Old Course St. Andrews every year. Only there. Yeah. I wonder how those two would rank. When they looked at the – when they asked tour players, 50% said they'd rather win the Masters than yeah. anything else. And then 25% for the Open Championship. You might find some guys, they would rather win their national championship mm-hmm. over any of them, whether it's mm-hmm. U.S. or – But – How many of them said, I just – I don't care, I just want to win a major? Well, there's I mean, that. Tyler, no, uh, Todd th- Hamilton would say the best major to win is the British Open. Mark Brooks would say the best major to win is the, the PGA Championship. It's like no, you, they had their they, choice. They got that's all one, though. Yeah, but that's you it's know? their choice. If you had one to win, and post of it, I think part of it is just the legacy. You get the you get the Champions Dinner invite every year. You get to play every year. You got a green jacket. Nobody can take that away from you. Um, get to play the British Open until you're 67. Yeah, until you can't play. 65 is for the uh, – I think they took that away. Now they, you just have to be honorable and say, I just can't play anymore, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. But I thought it was interesting. I guess, you know, and the other thing that the Masters does that nobody knows, if you have won a major in your life, you can play in the par three tournament. Okay. The last time I was there, I see Rich Beam playing the par three tournament. How did he get there? Won a major. By the way, they used the par three. They rerouted a little. They're 
reread a little bit. They use that course to figure out what new green strain they want to use. Really? And they're doing it again. They want to see maybe time, some kind of, you know, some, some kind of bent that they're going to use. Now, one thing I'll say about Nicholas. He says, you know, I've made my whole professional life toward winning the Masters and winning the first major championship, which cracks me up because he called it a tournament. It, it, uh, most people would put the Masters number one, and that's okay. I'd, I put the Masters number one as far as to play in and enjoy that, doing that kind of stuff, but as far as importance of the game and being American, the U.S. Open is number one. I Maybe. I mean, it's his opinion. You can say whatever tell you wants. something. It's a, it's a, it's a crap Con- a conversation because they're all awesome. If you win a major, you win a major. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's the best triple crown to win? You win one, you got it. You, you get stud fees now, no matter what. Is is Rin and the Belmont better than the Preakness? Is better? I mean, it doesn't matter. I guess the Kentucky Bert, to your point, the Kentucky Derby is a little better because it's first, mm-hmm. and and you have that chance for the triple crown. Masters win, you have that. You have that uh, chance to win a Grand Slam. So there's a little bit more excitement that year. Mm-hmm. But three years later, you win the British Open. I win the U.S. Open. Kern wins the Masters. It's a matter. We all have a major. Which one's most important? I'm going to say it's the one I won. <laughs> I mean. Again, if you had your druthers, you get to choose which one you're going to win. Not what you have won. Let me win one. That's what I would say. If I, if I was a guy who didn't win a major, I'd say just let me win one. I don't care. By the way, it's kind of ironic. The PGA Championship historically has the strongest field of all the majors every year. Mm-hmm. Partly because, well, I don't think I'm not sure if they they count the club pros. I don't think they do. I think do. everybody gets in. The top 125 gets in no matter what. The you, after you go past 70 in the in the British and the US they have to qualify. Right. Some guys just don't qualify. Yeah, and the uh the PGA Championship is the only one that's all professionals. Every other major can have an amateur. It's really interesting to see when the U.S. Open qualifiers come out, how many of the live guys who aren't in yet try. Agree. By the way, Masters always has the weakest field because they have some past champions in there that just dummy it down. And by the way, I brought this up last week. The Masters strength of field for this year is lower than last week's PGA Tour match play. And that makes sense because 18 live players, their world rankings are dropping like a brick. Yeah. So that's probably the reason for that. But anyway, so there you go. little Masters preview. It should be awesome. We'll give you a weather update here in a second. And Craig's uh, travel story says something's never happened in almost 2 million miles. That was brought to you by the greatness of Premier Greens and the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship. Hey, now. Hey, good morning. 920-ish on the ticket. You got the tea box. Craig, Rick, Kern, Kevin, and Daddy. And we'll be here till 10 o'clock today. We will mix around 950. This is brought to you by the greatness of Maestro Dobel Tequila. How about that? And Golf Moose. Check out Golf Moose. Three good deals up there right now locally that you might want to play. All right, 930, we'll make our master's picks. And our April Fool's Open picks. Ah, I have yes. a stone-cold lock. Okay. 
But for that, let's get to two weather forecasts because the important one is at Augusta. Next week, Thursday, isolated thunderstorms and 85. Friday, shower 66. Saturday, shower 65. Sunday, showers 71. Yeah. Wind, not too bad. Uh, no worse than uh, 11 miles an hour. Boy, Thursday's going to be really nice, though. And then a yeah. cold front comes in. Yeah, so here's here's the thing about that. They have the uh, sub-air greens, mm-hmm. so they can take out most of the moisture. Right. I'm not sure about the fairways. Uh, so uh, that might indicate something for 930 as far as who you're picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that. Now, locally, it is going to be pretty nice. It's going to be, on April Fool's, 75 today. 74 tomorrow, a little bit of rain, and then in the 80s up until uh, Wednesday, Thursday in the 60s, maybe a little bit of rain on Friday. So there you go. All right, so without further ado, Craig has almost 2 million miles that he's traveled by air. Mm -hmm. And you said there was something that happened for the first time ever. All right, so do you remember seven weeks ago, Mm. I talked to you about how I burned my backside. (laughs) Yes, I do. And, my boy, my wife has been a trooper because she's had to bandage my burn. If you, to, to, if you didn't listen seven weeks ago, I had a little bit of a little procedure on my butt, and I put ice on it, and I kept the ice on overnight. I woke up the next morning, and I had second-degree burns. I frostbit my ass. Yes, you did. <laughs> Mark that. And, you know, in certain places, and I, I went to my doctor, mm-hmm. went to a dermatologist, went to a plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. No jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, it because now? it's a really... First off, burn victims go to plastic surgeons. Yes, they do. Get skin grafts. Um, and and where I did it, it's such a fleshy part of your body it's hard to heal Hmm. it's just hard because you're sitting on it and i it still hasn't fully healed Hmm. and i still have to bandage it every day and so what we've learned as my wife has learned as we've done this is the more pads of gauze that we put on there the better it it does because i'm not as i'm moving around yes it needs more cushion so she puts a nice you know, two inches worth of gauze, and then she puts a little. You ever seen the techoderm bandages? Yeah. Now they put the techoderm. Are you lopsided? Do you lean one way more? No. Okay. So, as you go to the airport, if you're a TSA, mm-hmm. and if you travel a lot, you should be a TSA. Absolutely. Proof. You should go. You don't have to go through the little where it circles around. Mm-hmm. You just go through just an X-ray machine. Yep. Been going through the X-ray machine, no problems, whatever. I'm in Miami, moving my son in, Mm -hmm. coming home. Miami doesn't have a separate TSA line. You get special. Sure. You know, I have to take my shoes off stuff. I have a little card I show them. But I got to go through the circle thing. Mm, Serpentine. And the little circle thing that goes around and it shows a big old thing on my ass. (laughs) Big old thing. The guy stops me, says... What's in your back pocket? Mm. I said, there's nothing in my back pocket, sir. He goes, why, you know, you have something in your back right mm. area. <laughs> well, I have a little injury there, and it's a, it's just it's just a bandage. We're going to have to check that out. Sure. So 
So I go into the. They pull up the little screen, uh, the tent, privacy screen, the little tent, like the injury yep. tent yep. in the uh, yeah, football the game. Football game. I go in the NFL injury tent, and uh, <laughs> guy says, "I'm gonna have to feel your ass." Are no you okay way. with that. I'll make sure you weren't concealing. And I said, "Yes, sir. That's fine." And he goes, "Is it in pain? Do we just need to take off your clothes so I can look at it?" Hmm. It's like what? He goes, "Well, I don't want to touch it if it's in pain." I said, right. it's, "It's not painful. It's it's not." And I and he feels it, hmm. and he's like, "Hey, now, I'm gonna have to put my hand on it because mm-hmm. I just I can't figure." I'm sure out that what worked out is. for you. Now I'm getting a little bit nervous. It's like. It's just a bandage, and I'm trying to be as helpful as possible. I'm not sure. being combative at all or whatever. The guy looks at me and goes, I'm going to check you for explosives. I said, I said what? He goes, I just, just give me your hands. I'm going to check you Take for explosives. Take some ex- C4 ex- on your, explosives. <laughs> on your right cheek. It's just a bandage. Right. And he goes, I, I'm aware, but I'm just going to take every precaution. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So he wipes the bandage with whatever stuff, and he wipes my hands and puts it in a computer, and immediately says, okay, pulls down the injury tent, says you're free to go. (laughs) That's never happened to me before. Well, how many guys, you know, purposely get frostbite on their butt, too? Well, but it was just a bandage. It wasn't like, you know, I had a, you know, I had my keys in my pocket, or I had, you know. I've watched enough you know, conspiracy movies and terrorist movies. You know, you can make it, it's almost like you can make anything. You make a bandage into an explosive. I don't know. They're doing the right thing. I you didn't feel violated. One did you? I felt a little violated. Did you I will dirty? say that. Did you send many flowers afterwards. I felt I did. <laughs> I did feel a little violated, but um, I didn't feel bad about it. Um, I, I didn't feel bad about it. Uh, it's a but it did feel, I was a little uncomfortable when he had to go into my pants to feel it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know. So what about, um, what about, so it was only going one way. That was coming out of Miami, right? Right. Going to, I mean, DFW, we, we're so blessed. No, we People complain about it all the time, but DFW Airport is awesome. Mm-hmm. The TSA agents there are awesome. American Airlines is really good. And... You don't really have that many issues. Did have an issue. I know we're going to be a little late, but I did have an issue. Let me ask you what you would have done with this. So my flight's delayed coming from Miami to Dallas. It's delayed and delayed and delayed. We're an hour and a half on delayed. Mm -hmm. We're sitting on, we sat on the airplane for an hour and a half. I hate that. Couldn't get the bathrooms to fix. So the pilot comes on and says, look, the Bathrooms work differently when we're on the ground and when we're in the air. On the ground, we can't get them to work. But once we get to 16,000 feet, <laughs> yes. it'll work and we'll be fine. But you can't use the bathrooms till then, which is another 30 minutes. If you need to go, stick. You feel free to get off the plane right now, ah, go to the restroom, genius. and then we'll come back on. Well, the guy in front of me who's trying to make a flight uh-huh. was a ass clown about it he was i mean every time and it was all women uh-huh. every time a woman's walking off the plane he starts to berate him huh just hold it in can't you see we've already now and just starts berating the hell out of him. i 
uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. And every woman who's going, then he's just screaming at him, screaming at him. Well, what are the tenants doing? We're in the middle of the plane. Yeah. The flight attendants can't see him. Would you have done something? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Is it going to matter? Quite honestly. Mom's taking his, her two little girls, mm-hmm. probably three and four years old, to go out to the bathroom. And he starts just berating them. I probably would have said at some point, hey, buddy, you need to chill. Just I... chill. You can't do anything about it. You yelling at them is not going to change a damn thing. Couldn't hold it in. Mm-hmm. I started. I said, man, you need to sit down and shut up right now. And he looks at me. He stands up. He's probably seven years old. He looks up and goes, what are you going to do about it? So I'm not going to do anything about it to tell you to shut up. These people need to go to the bathroom. Let them go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you thinking? Are you that selfish? You're not changing anything. And, and he starts to bow up to me and starts screaming. I said, look, you're going to lose this one. Mm-hmm. You're the ass here, and I'm not, and I'm way bigger than you. Mm-hmm. You need to sit down and shut up. Mm-hmm. At that moment, I got an applause from the rest of the people standing or sitting around me. Look at you. And he sat down, and he shut up. You're here. At some point, you got to put your foot down. I, I, and you did. I, I, Good for you. I put, it up, I put up with it for quite a bit, and I had already gotten strip search that day, mm-hmm. so what the hell did I have to lose? Hey, you're, you're already dirty. <laughs> you know, again, they're oblivious. I hate people. And he's not going to – what he's doing is not changing anything. Oh, and the, we get up, and we get to Dallas at midnight. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's kept making this connection? No. No. They Good. do the ding. Mm-hmm. He sprints. Of course he did. And there's this giant Samoan <laughs> who sees him sprinting, kind of steps right into the aisle and said, he looks at me and goes, I got you. <laughs> it's like I, like I cared at that point, right? Just stood there and made that guy wait right behind him the entire time. <laughs> it was <just> awesome. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm proud of you. Had a boy. I knew he wasn't going to pull out a gun, right? No. no well, they're worried that. about my bandage. He ain't got a gun. So, All right. That was brought to you by PGA Tour Superstores. Up next, we give our Masters picks and our uh, April Fool's Wide Open pick, too. There you go, Craig. Make you move. There you go. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Origin Bank and the Avid Golfer. April 30th golf tournament. It's our April Open, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's at uh, Texas Rangers on April 30th. Hey, it's a great deal. It's 200 bucks, And not only do you get to play Rangers, you mm-hmm. get a chance for a hole-in-one on number six. Mm-hmm. How fun's that? Ten grand. You get two tickets to the AT&T Byron Nelson. It's worth 150 bucks. Tickets. Worth 150 bucks. Get a ticket to the Senior PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. Worth another 50 bucks. You get a greatness of a McHenry Medals wedge. Hmm. It's got a big true tap or stat, shaft in it. It's awesome. It's $100 normally. Um, you get that. You get a shirt. You get some golf balls and a little special prize on mine and yours holes. I nice. You, I'll show it to you because it came in yesterday. Well, clubby seltzer out there, uh, too. Got some clubby seltzer out there. We got a couple other things that were goodies that we haven't even said. It's a it's our biggest one mm-hmm. to date. So go to uh, my myavidgolfer.com. It's right on the front page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really close to being sold out. We only got about 30 spots left. So um, do it. Hurry. I know it's only 30 days away, but it's worth doing. You'll have a blast. If you've never played with our events, trust me, 
you'll have a good time. We do have fun. MyAvidGolfer.com. There you go. All right. Masters is next week. So we have some picks. I was going to break it down to, one, who do we think is going to win and who do we want to win? Well, I want, I, want a, I want a local to win, period. I want Jordan, Will, or Scotty to win. Mm-hmm. I would think I I think um, I think first would be Jordan because I'd like to see him come back and be great for the sport. I think Scotty's probably favored. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say I want one of them first. Second, I'll take Rory. Love to see Rory win. That's what I. That's my thinking, kind of. I want Rory to win. It's been long enough to get his career grand slam. Mm-hmm. He's paid his dues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it all depends on his first round. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to play better than par, yep. typically, for him. Uh, usually doesn't start off great, but I like his game. He seems like his putting is, is doing better. Um, I I want Rory to win. All, you know, I'll do respect to Scotty and Jordan and all that. I want Jordan to win the PGA. He gets his career grand slam. Mm-hmm. Who I think is going to win... Had a choice between John Rahm and Cameron Smith. And Cameron Smith, the reason I'm saying him with an asterisk, is the only guy in the last three Masters to have a top ten, each one. So he's been really consistent, and his short game is money and his putting is money. Again, without knowing what the hell he's doing on the live tour. I'm going to say I give him zero chance to win. Okay. Um. But I'm going to go with a guy who <laughs> I never trusted him. By the way, John Rom, good pick. Really, really good pick. He's never good. finished out of the top 30, and he's had four out of six uh, Masters in the top 10, two top fives. So um, I'm going to go with a guy I've not trusted until now. Every time he wins, I'm like, I don't believe it. Every time he does something good, I was like, no, I, I just don't believe it. I have never trusted him. You've trusted him way before I have. But for the Masters this year, and I think it's his year, and he's the Cinderella, give me Max Homa. Hmm. All right. I've never trusted him. I, look, I've, well, I, I, I went through a couple guys. I went through Patrick Cantley. Yep. <laughs> He'll probably win because he's so boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went through Xander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went. I looked at John Rahm. I think it's a great pick. I think Cantley's a good pick. Um, but I, I can't get away from Max Homa, man. I just he does everything he needs to do. He does, and I just, I, I just it drives me nuts because I've not trusted him, and I'm mad at myself for it. And I'm just, I'm getting on the bandwagon. All right. So give you a little uh, history. Last ten Masters winners were averaging roughly. Two strokes gain per round leading into their victories. Mm-hmm. This is from the beginning of the year. Right. Scotty, Rom, Jason Day, who I looked at, but he's missed the last two cuts of the Masters. Normally he was really good. Homa, Cantley, Rory, Finau, Morikawa, and Xander. And then six of the top ten had more than two strokes gain per round. Nine of the top ten were gaining at least one. The lowest recent winner in the last ten Strokes gained per round was Hideki Matsuyama, 0.67. I don't trust him right now. I don't either. I don't know I what his health hurt. is like. Yeah, and, he's hurt. Yeah, and he's got his – he's fine. All right, before we get to the April Fool's Open, 
you have to take five hundred dollars in your out of your bank account right now, mm-hmm. and you have to bet it on even money. Whether Tiger makes the cut, yes. You have to t- now. You take the thousand dollars that you just won, right? And you have to parlay it, mm-hmm. and at three to one odds, finishes in the top ten. Dad, I don't think so. I think the walk will murder him on the on the last two rounds, but I think he makes the cut. Yeah, okay. I think that's kind of typically his bit now. Mm-hmm. You know, just survive, make the cut, and then hang on for dear life the last two rounds. It'd be kind of like Riviera. Even on Saturday, he shot really well at Riviera at okay. his Genesis Open. Sunday so I, I'm taking another 500 of your dollars. Mm-hmm. You have to take either Scotty or Jordan who finishes higher up. And I know you know that Jordan is a master's killer, and it's a course for him. Mm-hmm. But Scotty's the oddest player in the world right now. Where do you go, Scotty? Okay. Yeah, I think he's just been, he's just been nails. And Jordan has kind of been all over the place. And and his putting inside, you know, four feet. Now I will say this: Scotty had a chance to win the match play. He missed a five footer. Yep. And so none of them are are uh, immune to that. But uh, even though Jordan, that course seems like it was designed for him, I just I I can't put money on. Again, it'd be great on Sunday if he's contending. It'd be awesome. But I just, I can't, uh, again, this is all hunches. Right. But I I think Scotty finishes ahead of it. Okay. Right. April Fool's Open. Mm Mm-hmm. Before I give you my stone-cold lock, I mean my absolute stone-cold lock, if you can find a bookie that's making a book for the April Fool's Open, I will give you the winner. Do you have a pick? Okay, so this is out of uh, Jay Kemp. Davey Lane, David Mino, Ty Walker, defending champion, uh, Matt Birmingham, Mark Elfenbein, Gordon Keith, Tyler Samuel. He, he's the morning board up, I believe, right? Because Samsel, I'm sorry. And E.A. Azad. He's a, a part-time producer. Those are the those are the nine. We'll be on hole five. <sighs> right there. I might have to go with defending champion. I'm sorry, I have to go to the chalk. Okay. I haven't seen anybody that's so I, moved the needle much since then. I'm going to tell you, I, when we did the, uh, I don't remember what they called it, when we had the tournament, mm-hmm. who was the best golfer, saw a glimpse of Gordon Keith swing a golf club. He's got something. Okay. I'm telling you right now, he's got something. If he puts, if he, if his care, the question is, Gordon's is his care meter, right? Well, it's not so much hitting one shot. Can you put anything together so you're not getting a 20? He got through the first three holes, I think. Hmm. Uh, I don't think he played. He did. Did he? Yeah, he did. I thought he was commentating. Nope. Uh, he got through the first three holes, I think. He had something. I was in his group, so I saw him. Um, I think Conrad Schindler's going to caddy for him. For Gordon? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, put your money on Gordon. If his care meter's up there. If I have another hypothetical for that $500. Mm-hmm. Can those nine guys scramble beat me? No. If I give them Corby, can they beat me? With a scramble? Well, it's still going to be you against him. I, I can't remember the last time. Maybe somebody could chime in on Twitter or whatever. I can't remember anybody parring a hole. 
No. So it'd but, be yeah, you. But, it'd be you against whoever the other golfer would be. Okay. Right. But it'll be fun. Uh, it's gonna be Wednesday or Thursday, depending on the weather. But it should be a good time had by a lot at Prairie Lakes Golf Club. Call your bookie. Tell him you yeah. want to bet on Gordon. Find what, out what your odds are. All right. I'm not discounting it. Not discounting it. All right. Nine forty nine on the little <laughs> ticket. <laughs> You imagine some guy's calling his bookie right now and says, hey, what are the odds on Gordon Keith yeah, what's, today? What's, what's the odds on Keith? <laughs> I'm oh, sh- somebody please make that call. I'm not sure anybody could even. Uh... Who? And you know there's a bookie who'll take anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the defending champ. Should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. What are the odds? Hmm. Give me odds right now. Somebody makes a par. Twenty to one. Put a dollar on it. You taking it? No. <laughs> I go. I go fifty to one. I'll put a dollar on it. Did you engineer last year, Kern? No, I did not. Okay. Because I I lost track after a while when you know they were they play three holes a par four five and three, and I think tie was at eighteen. 19? Eighteen or nineteen? That's not terrible. It's not horrible, but I don't think there was a par in there. And the tough one is the tough – and the one that we're uh, announcing on, par five, has water in front of the green. So that'll that'll hurt some guys. But it'll be fun. Yeah, they're defending champs. He's got to do that. Twice taking the week off now. He's got to prepare. Ty said he's disappointed he didn't pick him. I picked you, Ty. Ty said that. Chuck, yeah. I, I just – Look, it's a bet. It yeah. Doesn't mean you don't like the guy. I, don't, I like you. Yeah. I think Gordon's going to kick your ass, but I like you. Ooh. Really? Wow. When you say kick ass, you, that's okay. An so, yeah. How many strokes are you giving Ty? Uh, he's defending champ. I'm not going to give him. Well, strokes. then you just yeah. But then you can't uh, say that. I'm telling you, you got. If you're confident, give him two strokes. Yeah. Give him two shots. Okay. All right. We will see. We will I monitor. Love you, Ty. We will monitor mixing with you the entire round. All right. Nine fifty-two on the ticket. Up next, let's mix with, is that the Fun Bunch? Something like fun that. House. The Fun House. Let's go fun with the Fun house, house this time. Fun House, Fun Bunch. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed it today. And ladies, it's 10 o'clock on the ticket. Don't forget to listen in on Thursday with the April Fool's Open. You can hear us again. Wednesday or Thursday, depending on weather. In More than right. likely it'll be Thursday. It will be on the uh, par five commentating, and it should be a good time had by all. Come out to uh, Prairie Lakes. Join us. should be fun. So uh, uh, just a question for you and Landrum and Kern. If I e-break on Thursday, can I still consider myself on Saturday T-Boxes e-break free? I'm not following your, your path here. Yeah, because if you get nominated for set on Friday, you're not e-break free. Anytime you're on the air, you're fair game. I'm going to have to watch myself. E-break is knee-break, regardless of when you do it. Yes, sir. It is supposed to rain on Thursday, so maybe they will move it this Wednesday. Never know with uh, Texas. Uh, This is brought to you by Crest Cars. Crestcars.com will be there next week, as as Craig, myself, and Eli will all be doing the show. Big Masters show, to say the least. Don't forget GolfMoose.com for discounted rounds and the April 30th uh, 
avid golfer tournament uh texas rangers yep. so go to myavidgolfer.com sign up for that and i think that's about it oh thank you to pga tour superstores for being the lead sponsor last week for twenty dollars off your first hundred this is the last week to do it go to t- say t-box when you go to the checkout t-box four locations all right without further ado something i heard through the grapevine that the fun house this might be a permanent time slot it's starting to look that way. It's starting to look that way. We're, we're just going to keep showing up yeah. and, and uh, hope that no one kicks us out. So that's the, kind have, of the plan right now. Yeah. Have not gotten the the – have not gotten the contract yet, though, huh? <laughs> no contract. No contract, but but we're in negotiations. Yeah. We're uh, we're talking we're talking some big money. We've got and, our agents on it, you know. So yeah. let me we ask, got our people are you, on this. Agents are, are guys, negotiating. Are you guys golfers? Uh, I I would be a good golfer for the April Fools Open if if you kind of catch where I'm going with that. I ha- that's what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> I have a set of clubs, but I have not played in. Uh, let's see, my daughter is seven, so about seven years. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can't do it, but I'm trying to learn because hockey players are such golfers, and I want to yep. use that as an asset for my day job. So I am actually working on my golf game, and it's something that this summer I'm probably going to put an emphasis on. Take Miro to putt putt. I don't know about Miro, but Jake Ottinger and uh, Joe Pavelski, those two are probably two of the best golfers in the entire league. Okay, so okay. yeah. I saw Joe Pavelski uh, got into a playoff in the Tahoe Celebrity. He did. The yeah, lost Century. to Tony Romo. Yeah, past yeah. cover boy on and Marty uh, Fish. Golfer. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about bets during this uh, wide open, and my son recently, amazing, uh, is playing golf left-handed now after years of playing, and he's pretty good. And I tried to swing left-handed. Craig's much better right-handed than I am left-handed. For some reason, lefties can do better things right-handed because we have to left yeah i'm not sure after the few balls i hit on the range if i wouldn't come in last (laughs) playing left-handed against those guys huh have you ever tried to play a full round or left-handed no way there's Uh, no way you'd finish no i think i'd get so frustrated i'm even playing three holes would be tough in fact craig and i've always had this this theory or this uh just what if, if we switched, Craig played right-handed, I played left-handed, what would happen first? Either one of us breaking 100 or us quitting? <laughs> Probably quitting. Probably quitting. I'd go with quitting. Tend to agree. Yeah. When I was a kid, I played baseball, and I randomly one off-season decided I was going to become a switch hitter and mm-hmm. just like started swinging left-handed. And uh, it got good enough to where I tried it in a game once, strike, struck out, and decided maybe I am right-handed. We'll go back <laughs> to the other side. Do you guys ever get annoyed when people talk about golf as being kind of like a easier sport to pick up or like anyone can do it? Or, Wait or, a know? minute. Who says that? People, I mean, like, you know, relative to people don't say, like, oh, we're going to just go out and be a quarterback or, you know, things like that. But people go out out. being a quarterback is way easier than taking up the game of golf. Depends on the level. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So if you're, how about this? Throwing a football is way easier than hitting a golf ball. If you're starting off, let's say, in junior high and you're starting off golf or or football quarterback, uh, quarterback would be much easier. Yeah. Much easier. Let's say I had one year. Mm-hmm. Nothing but time and m- money at my disposal. I drop everything and I'm I'm gonna make a go at the at the at the tour, even mm-hmm. low level tour. At the tour, yeah. 
Not even low level. Just getting getting on and uh, making a making a run. If I did one year, one year, nothing but golf. Nothing. You, but you golf. won't you won't break eighty. Won't break eighty. What if I no. have a little bit of What if I have a little bit of something in me? You know, like if I'm if I'm already almost like got uh, that dog. If I could, yeah. What if I got that dog in me and I can shoot a hundred today? And uh, won't break eighty. Won't break. Rarely, 80. <laughs> I have seen. If you're a really good athlete, I've seen guys within a year. High single digits. It seems like me. Which is 80. Yeah. Which is 80. I Mm -hmm. am an elite athlete. Yeah. But it's, uh, I always considered golf the same thing as smoking. Some people stop immediately because it's too painful, and other people fight on. They don't know how they do it. Ask yeah, Don, Donovan how that went. Yeah. He, he yeah. got the bug hard. <laughs> he and, still plays, I think. But, but he went hard for a year, yep. and we got uh-huh. him lessons yep. with a really good play, a really good teacher. But he didn't have all day every day. He still had to come in and do Norman D. Like, if you have all day, every day. He was, Norman on, D he was only on the, 10 to noon, pal. He was on the course every day at, at noon, at 12.05, wherever, wherever yeah. Lakewood like Country Club was. five hours missed out there to me, yeah. training and grinding to be the best. And here's the other thing that the higher up you go on the on the skill level, it is infinitely tougher because now you're playing against everybody else that's right. that good, and you have no margin for error. I think yeah. that's I think that's one of the biggest things, especially with golf. I mean, really any sport, but but one thing that I see a lot with golf is someone will be good within their range mm-hmm. and really think they're a hot shot and not realize how many different levels above them there are still to go and how just because. Because we always hear about golf being like, okay, you're playing against the course. You're not playing against, you know, the other not person. Not true. And, and yeah, exactly. So I, that's what I'm saying. I think that's where a lot of the misconception kind of comes in is, you know. I'll um, just, I'll just tell you this. Be. I'm a two handicap right now. I'm officially a two handicap, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy I play with on Sat on Sundays that there's no way I can beat him. Mm-hmm. He shoots whatever he needs to shoot. Yep. He's a professional hustler, but and he's no matter. It, it used to be when I told I knew a friend of mine who had a hundred million dollars in bank. I used to I asked him. I said, "You don't ever talk about how rich you are, or whatever." He goes, "No, because right. all I have to do is go to South Beach and be a piker." Yep. There's always somebody with more money. There's always somebody who's better, and I can't beat this guy. I don't care how much I work on my game or do whatever. He's got my. I mean, he's better than me. What if you tried? What if you tried CBD gum? Do you think that would do anything <laughs> for you? Tried it. Even had my own brand and sold. Oh, okay, <laughs> you've done the research. Okay, there's more guys on tour that do that than. You think. Oh yeah, it's yeah. I remember yeah. it was like three or four years ago. It started getting really noticeable that they're mm-hmm. all chomping down on the on the weed gum. I wonder how That's many other gum going right now it. out there. Like <laughs> how many Dallas Stars chew gum, chew CBD gum while they're playing hockey? Sock? That's a good question because <laughs> probably not. Probably the not many. NHL, NBA do not test for weed. So yeah, they just they just passed that last. Uh, they just announced that last night with the CBA. And the NFL mm-hmm. just loosened theirs yeah. a lot last year, right? It was last year. year yeah, before, which is like just dumb. They shouldn't have it at all. But no. anyways, now what I don't know is if, if the CBD on the on the PGA Tour does it have THC in it? That's the only thing you. You have to worry. It has to have less than 0. 0.3 yeah. THC, something like that. So ours, had, ours had none. Yeah. When we we marketed ours, but I would assume you don't want to be too spacey out there. You're gonna have some concentration. There's a happy medium always. Yeah. yeah. X amount of beers, X amount of CBD, whatever. 
Yeah, you find that happy medium, and then you crash really hard afterwards. Yep. Right. So, John what do you guys Bailey. got today? So much fun on the fun house today. We, uh, of course, got to talk about the Mavs. Uh, mm. We're doing uh, Wheel of Fate uh, Sports Edition at 1110. We're going to step into the fun house kitchen at 1130. Kitchen. And then uh, we got big guest at 1050, boys. It's uh, the Hardline Zone. Bob Sturm is going to join Whoa. us. What's Watch he going to talk about? Oh, oh, so much. We got stars that happened last night. Star season is uh, winding down, and the Cowboys draft is coming up. We got a lot to talk to Bob about. Hey, so now. Much. Hey, now. All right, boys. Carry on. Have a great weekend. I need All right, to fire you do. Up a little Bye, week. golf. Cheers.